Hello, welcome back to another episode of From the Unbox the Podcast. I'm your host, Kane Wilkinson, and this week I have a wonderful conversation with Toronto-based group Long Range Hustle. They just put out their new single, American Cash, and we chat all about money, Spotify, and about recording a record as a record and not a live performance. It'll make more sense once you listen. Don't forget to follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and sign up for our monthly newsletter. It's a nice little recap from the past month and it keeps you up to date with all the best new music. And lastly, if you're able to, please consider supporting Dusty Organ through Patreon or Buy Me a Coffee. New subscribers get a wonderful welcome bundle, which includes a personalized mix CD, customized to your taste, and some cool swag. So just search patreon.com slash dustyorgan or buymeacoffee.com slash dustyorgan. Thanks so much for tuning in, and here is an interview with Long Range Hustle. I'm Jay, and I'm at work. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm Paul, and I'm at work, but at home. Uh, and we are Long Range Hustle, or at least two fifths of, of Long Range Hustle. Yes, two two uh, pieces of the puzzle that makes up Long Range Hustle. And you guys are somewhat. We we're just talking about this just now, but you guys are somewhat based in Toronto. GTA, we'll say the GTA. They are a GTA-based band, uh, doing some really great alternative rock stuff. And I'm speaking with them today because. They've just released their new single, American Cash, which is a uh, wonderful follow-up to their first single of 2021, Comeback Kid, which if any of you were paying attention to my website, you would have seen it up there. Um, and before we start talking about the new song, I want to get this off my off my chest because the music video for Comeback Kid was really, really cool. Where the heck did you guys find out about chess boxing? <laughs> Well, we, uh, so we worked, um, with, uh, some, some great people in that, uh, music video, uh, Jack and Kelly. And, uh, we, um, basically started with the premise that we wanted something that sort of hit hard, had a lot of motion to it. Um, and the idea of, of a boxing themed video sort of surfaced and that from us, that's sort of where, where we ended up. And, uh, and Kelly and Jack sort of said, you know, that sounds cool, but to be honest, like there's there's a lot of boxing music videos out there. I think I think if we're gonna do that, we need to make it something a little more interesting, something a little bit special. Have you heard of chess boxing, which is an actual real sport uh, that <laughs> yeah, you basically do um, uh, boxing with interstitial rounds of chess like the bell rings and instead of resting you sit down and start hammering pawns it's the most insane thing ever it's like watching video of it and i highly recommend that after you watch this video you you google it because it's like guys just throttling each other in the face and then immediately sitting down for like a casual like game of chess in the middle of a boxing ring. It's incredible. Yeah. I checked out this, like, I think ESPN a couple of years back did a little segment on it. And it's such an interesting history too, because I think it started out with these two friends that were, that wanted to challenge each other and does like really push themselves forward. And they're like, we both like chess. 
we both were boxing kids and fans of boxing. Let's literally smush the two together. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. I'm, I'm glad you guys stumbled upon it. Um, mm. Definitely worth the watch. And now moving forward, because that was your first official single of 2021. And that's your first single from your upcoming album too, right? That's coming out later this year. I don't want to yeah. spoil anything just yet. I know it's we've only been talking for like three minutes already. But um, have you guys announced any uh, anything else with the album? Like a, a title, a date, still kind of in the works? Ooh. I don't think we've it's... announced the title yet. Yeah, okay. No, I don't wanna... no. I'd love to take credit for spoiling it, but I don't want to. Uh... But uh, I, what, what we can, what we can sort of uh, divulge, and I think we've we've mentioned this, um, you know, uh, once or twice on online. Uh, but we're sort of doing this album in an interesting way, where we aren't releasing the whole thing um, online right away. Okay. So the the way that you know modern music streaming services work is they really like uh, artists to release singles. They, they're not a bit, you know, Spotify doesn't like albums. It doesn't reward, uh, you know, album, the album format anymore. And rather than fighting that, uh, what we decided to do is we sort of put this album together and we're just going to treat every single song like it's a single. Uh, so every okay. song is going to sort of get its moment in the limelight. Uh, we, as musicians and as people love the album format uh, and that you know we we really set out to make um cohesive albums that you can sit down with uh, and listen to front to back yeah. and so because of that we're going to release the album on hard copy like vinyl and cd at some point in the summer like well in advance uh before all of the singles are out so you sort of if if you really like the music and you you want to hear the whole thing as a as a full sort of piece of, of artwork, um, you can you can go ahead and get the vinyl when it comes out. Uh, but but if you're just listening on Spotify, you're going to sort of see all of these as as separate singles. That's uh that's actually pretty interesting. I I that's, I feel like that's going to start becoming a trend if it hasn't already for artists. Because you make a good point. Like Spotify, really, uh, they just don't really give a shit about the album concept anymore i know the guy who runs it was saying like why aren't people putting out like why aren't artists putting out music like every week come on it's not that hard <laughs> i know i know like the paul and i've had that conversation where it's like on one hand you can understand from his point of view as, a, as like a businessman he's like well when i have to do something i'm constantly putting new content out and i'm constantly delivering uh why are artists why do artists feel like they can put out something every one or two years and then just live off that? Um, but then, you know, it takes a lot of effort to put a cohesive album in a, in a, put a piece of art out that is like several songs that fit together that flow. And it, there's a lot of thought that goes into that. So, and, and I think that's what inspired us to start a band and start making music um is that format and that's what we still strive to write um but yeah like like paul said it's like there's no point in fighting the algorithm you know um that's my that's my like anti-streaming service slogan is literally ditch the algorithm i've been professing that for for a while now just get rid of it people i mean it's it's tough because like i i use spotify i i love the service um and so you know uh, I, we can't expect people to to stop using the service that they like. Oh, we, yeah. We're just trying to find a way to to lean into that while also giving people that that like the album format the opportunity to 
to get it in that way as well. That's, yeah. that's exactly why, like, I think putting the, the physical album out before, before all of the songs are out on Spotify gives people who, who really want to have that full album experience. It gives them a chance to, to have that, like that evening where they, they're like, I'm really looking forward to listening to this. And now they have the physical copy and in that medium, it's like you have to put that on on a CD player or on a on a record player, and when you it's been I'm, most people don't do that, so it just becomes a moment, and you actually sit down and, and you pay attention and uh, you take it all in, and I think that's going to be for the people who want that experience. Like we don't want to deprive them of that for sure, because that's how we prefer to listen to music. So yeah, and that's a good point too, because I'm. I'm it's a nice way to not spoil it either. Like if you're doing it kind of halfway through, because most, you know, most campaigns are, you know, four or five singles max, and then they'll drop mm. the album. So I feel like I'm sure time-wise, it's probably what you guys are kind of trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty similar. Yeah. I, we, we have eight songs on this record. Um, and yeah, I think every, is it like four or six weeks or something? Yeah, in between I, think, each? I think we drop a single every four to six weeks. And then after the third or fourth single, the hard copy album will come out but okay. the, the full yeah. the full version of the album won't sort of exist on spotify until you know november, november december whenever whenever sort of like we're done cycling through all of all of the songs as singles yeah that's kind of, yeah that's kind of nice and uh, you know just to kind of back it up a little bit to give people some you know insight on who you guys are too uh i feel like the reason why you guys started this band because you guys most of you met in university right high school high school yeah. even Actually, further high school, yeah Wow, yes. high school band from small town Ontario. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, and uh, so yeah, like I feel like that you know the tribute to the album and cohesively putting out music. Is that kind of? Did you guys remember why that was? Why you guys came together to start a band? I mean, yeah, we we both obviously grew up listening to music, you know, and and back when we we were in high school, that's that's how you listen to it. Like you get you buy a CD and you you just listen to it over and over again and you become obsessed. And I think like, obviously we have a ton of different influences, but that is, um, that was always our goal in, in writing and making music was to put, put good albums out. Um, I mean, e even so much so that, that um, in our early, you know, the earliest versions of the band, we were focused on writing whole albums. Uh, yeah. And, and even, even when I, I remember when, I, this would have been like first year university uh, and we were working on our, our sort of very first album that doesn't really, it's sort of a secret album because it's not actually that good. Uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not out online or anything. Are you talking about In Case of Fire? Yeah. Oh, yes. uh -oh. I do my research, guys. People I do my research. Yeah. People know. Uh, so that, that album, you know, I, I remember talking to, um, to Eric, uh, who, who uh, was uh, the engineer on that that album he was like yeah like normally a young band like you guys the the game plan is you focus on one song and you just make a single and try to get some some people involved and then maybe you'll make like an ep like two or three songs and then maybe two or three songs and we said no yeah. no 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 no, no. <laughs> we, we do whole albums <laughs> we're gonna record 13 songs all in one go uh yeah and, uh, you know, I, I don't know if that was necessarily the right move, but it was the move that was very true to who we were. As, as yeah, exactly. Let's go. Kind of, yeah, just going right. We're we're freaking Led Zeppelin here, guys. We're gonna put yeah. the whole album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Don't are. worry. We got this. 
this, yeah. this first album for while we're still teenagers is definitely gonna be good. Are you guys ever gonna? You guys should. Are you guys ever gonna re-release it or something as like a special deluxe thing? Man, we've talked about it. It's like there's some good songs on there, but they're they're poorly executed and mm. poorly. Like I mean, they're they're not recorded badly, but we just were so green and uh, we would. We talked about doing like an EP of like maybe five off of that album and re-recording them and doing them, yeah. doing them like what we would do now. Um, but yeah, I don't know about putting out those exact recordings because they're pretty rough. <laughs> it's, it was, I feel like I, I don't do this frequently, but when I go back and listen to that, to that album, it's like, I can hear us learning how to be a band. Yeah. yeah while exactly. you listen to the songs. It's such a hard yeah. thing to describe. Cause I, I kind of, I feel like I can picture what you guys are talking about in a sense, because, you know, I, I listen to a lot of music and I get a lot of this music sent to me and a lot of it comes from, you know, people who are starting out like, Oh, this is my first single. It's my first album. And there's, it's, I don't know how to describe it either, but there is like a sound where something just, they just don't sound, you know, very tight or like together. And, and it stuff just sounds simple. Like even just a, you know, it sounds like a nice melody, but, you can still feel like it's just not it's not quite there yet and it's yeah you know, it's hard I, I to solve it, but in, in songwriting like we've, we've learned a ton over uh, us putting out town um like a couple years ago now and, and the making of this record we've learned so much about how to um focus on the different parts of the songs and and really like find what is important about the song and make that the focus Whereas when, when we were young, we were all just sort of like going nuts, you know, like there was, there was a lot of cool parts in the song, but we're, we wanted to put them all in there. And uh, we've sort of learned to, uh, to chill out a little bit and focus on what's important about the song. Um, and I think having a producer has helped us a lot in that, in that regard, for sure. Yeah. We really like, there's a, a real stark juxtaposition uh, between that, like, first secret record in case of fire and and for example our our new one coming out um you know that that first record we did our our preparation plan was let's practice each song 10 times and then we'll go record it and then mostly we got to like four or five times and we're like i don't know i think that's probably good it's pretty uh, good and yeah then, we're good you know, jump forward 10 years to to uh to making uh, our, our new record and you know we spent um months uh back and forth with uh tony dugan our, our producer in scotland um where we would uh demo the songs send him the, the sessions and then sit on on zoom calls uh picking the songs apart and being like you know what there's a few things you know like the guitar is doing this but the piano is doing this but the bass is doing this like what is the most important impactful element here? How do we take things that maybe are sort of working, but not quite and, and make them fit better or take sections that are not working at all and just ax them. Um, and, and I think that's a really hard lesson to learn uh, as, as a band and as a musician is, is uh, developing that sort of self-critical process where you go, you know what, like we have to dig in to every element of this song and evaluate if it's working or not, if it uh, could be better, how do you, you really like shave off the fat 
uh, of, of yeah, 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 and that's I guess that's something that you know unfortunately comes with a lot of time and resources and stuff too. Like you know, uh, um, having the opportunity to work with a producer is such a such a huge difference maker. I find that a lot of you know indie artists don't either have the option of or you know just kind of neglect and I'm like no no I'm gonna do it myself and yeah like there's a lot that you can really just don't hear on your own that you need all these external you know voices coming in and kind of explaining it better for you so it's, I, I was gonna ask too like it's kind of we're kind of summing this up already but um since you know that first album 10 years ago how do you guys feel your bands have your bands evolved like you guys are kind of have you noticed a lot of change even just as like members and stuff or we're better than yeah <laughs> we're, we're, we're more competent <laughs> um i like there's definitely been some changes in in the lineup so um for town um town we we finally got the lineup sort of secured in place um and we've been playing together as this, the fi- the current five piece for about six or seven years six years now um and we were I think that was a big part of it. Um, we we had five people that are all on the same page and all fully like committed and and, and are on the musically we 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 gel really well together. I mean, like Paul Paul's brother is the bassist in this band. Um, our guitarist we went to high school with, and our our drummer went to summer camp with Paul and and uh, and his brother. And so there's a lot of it's a very cohesive group of people and we're, we're longtime friends at this point. So it's, um, big changes from 10 years ago, like, yeah, competency and, and, a and a, a common like focus and a common goal and what our sound is and, and who we are and what, what we try to accomplish as a band. Um, that's, that's all sort of solidified over the last 10 years. It's taken us a long time, but, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it seems to be working. We're, we're slow, slow growers, <laughs> but we're, yeah, yeah. we get there yeah. eventually. Late bloomers. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is a lot of people don't, you know, they don't really understand um, what goes on behind the scenes and those timelines for bands really is like, yeah, you know, these people expect singles to pop out every, every month or two, but there's also like 10 years worth of growth and uh, energy that really goes into the single and stuff like that. Like, and just that uh, track comeback kit too, like I, cause I was going back um, to some of your earlier stuff just to kind of get a sense of your sound and things like that. And it's, you can really tell it's like, yeah, these guys are freaking stepping it up and really launching into their, uh, to the sound and 10 years in the making. So yeah, that makes yeah, sense. People, people often, often talk about uh, like, uh, what's the phrase, like a 10 year overnight success. <laughs> Yeah. I'm paraphrasing yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that the uh, it's kind of funny. Like if you do listen, if you go back and listen to like seedlings to saplings, we were we were much more folk based, um, and we were we were much more um, adamant that we had to make the album sound as live as possible and to be you know able to be played live. And and, uh, and now we've sort of we've we've been getting into um synthesis like sound synthesis and, and and arpeggiators and just trying to make something that sounds different um and so yeah like we've really like focused on on that over the last two albums and, and expanding what our sound is and and sort of trying to make something that sounds 
uh, unique to who we are you know, and, and what we like. Some, something you, you just mentioned there, Jay, was was that like trying to to focus on playing it live. And when we did I, when we did Seedlings to Saplings, we would be in the studio like working on on recording something and talking about like, well, I don't know, this is going to be difficult to do live, so we'll do it this way on the record because that's how we yeah. do it live. And and when we went to do Town with uh, with Tony we started having that conversation on, on like day one or two and we're like, Oh, well, you know, I, I don't know, like if it makes more sense to, to play this guitar or that guitar, because like, what, what are we going to do live? Uh, and Tony said, Oh no, 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 no. Like that, that doesn't matter. We're making a record and your yeah. live show comes after, like we'll, we'll make the record and then you're going to learn how to play the record. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he kind of, he said, he said that, but in a, in a more Scottish and blunt way. Uh, <laughs> I don't know you if you, fucking I don't know idiots. If you, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, I don't know if you can swear or not, but he's like, I can't be fucked with the live show. Like make a record. Uh, you deal with that. You deal with that shit. And it was just like, all right, I guess we're making a record. <laughs> yeah. And that guy knows what he's talking about too. I, I saw that he's, you know, worked with like Winter Sleep and Mogway and stuff like that. So yeah, he's, yeah, he's got man. a sense of, you know, those big, big band sounds and then uh, mm -hmm. still being able to, uh, you know, because all those bands can still transfer that stuff to the live stage. So uh, actually that's funny that you guys brought that up because I was going to ask like how much of this new record um, was that, you know, con like that idea, like were you planning on, um, what's the word like were you kind of thinking about playing it live already in the back of your minds you know with because it's, it's a covid record technically right like you guys kind of wrote it yeah the... i i don't think so i mean like not until recently in in the process of making this record because it, it was our second time around with tony i think that first that first time we worked with him on town it really was a concern that tony sort of had to to beat out of us yeah and, yeah, and this yeah. this time around uh, we really, I don't think, were that concerned about it until, or, or rather, like the question was was less, how are we going to do it live, and then you record it that way. And while we were in the studio, we'd just be doing stuff that sounded good, and then be, and then sort of after the fact, going like, well, you know, like maybe maybe that can be its own little arpeggiator, or or maybe that is something that that will um, use a sampler for because it's going to take too many hands to physically play. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean like it's it's funny cuz we are we are a live band. Like if I'm if I'm going to define us it, it's not it's we we play live music and that's what we love to do and that's like when we're honestly when we're songwriting and that is always in the back of my head. So like through this record process for for American Cash and Come Back Kid and and the rest of this album, we were definitely doing things where I think all of us in the back of our minds were like, how the fuck are we going to do this live? <laughs> yeah. But, but, but not vocalizing that. Cause there's no point in like, you know, screwing up the momentum of the song at the time. So I, that was definitely one of the bigger lessons uh, from, from town. We, we only just started to have the opportunity to actually start learning the record again. And, and now we're, we're sort of back in, in lockdown, but uh, there was a, a brief window in there where we got together to, uh, to start learning a record. And it is, it is really cool to, to go back and, and like listen to the songs and sort of relearn it from an, an almost outsider perspective. 
even though you wrote the song and you recorded the parts, you're sort of listening back going, I, I have to learn how to play this because uh, it, is, it is so different from, from maybe how you had, had been playing it before the studio and things change and you, you come back and you have to learn it um, you know, as an outsider. Yeah, it, I'm sure it kind of sounds weird too. It's almost like you know, hearing your voice back later, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, that's that's what mm -hmm. I sound like. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm hopefully in a more positive light. We're like, wow, this is I sound this good. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the the magic of of Tony Dugan is like after he's done with it, you're like, whoa, I'm not this actually this talented. This is cool. <laughs> this is good. How am I gonna keep this up? Yeah. How you, you have to make decisions sometimes about like what you're gonna do. Uh, live so for for American Cash the uh, the rhythm guitar part has this sort of interesting sound because the rhythm guitar is doubled on an acoustic and an electric doing sort of slightly different voicings uh, which you know I only have two two yeah. arms <laughs> so so going through I was I was listening back to it going okay which which voicings of this am I going to hit at which time because you just physically can't play them both at the same time and then you got to make some some calls on on what is the most impactful thing because uh, the live show is always going to sound different than than the record you yeah. just try to get unless, it as possible unless you're like the foo fighters and then you just hire another guitar player so you yeah. have four <laughs> guitars on stage <laughs> yeah plus like even still like i'm just trying to think how many times i've ever listened to a record that i know like back front to back and then seen the band live and then been like, ah, yeah, where's that extra guitar line? I love it. I love it. You're like, you're like the one percent that we're worried about when we're practicing <laughs> yeah. for shows. Where no, we're I'm, like, oh, but no. if if that's not there, then someone's gonna notice. And then we're always like, yeah, one guy is gonna notice. Yeah, not, <laughs> like not the other even person that's in a band, you know. Or and that's yeah. assuming, and that's assuming that I haven't had enough beers yet to even like to exactly. You know, exactly. So <laughs> the odds are very, very. The odds are very, very slim. <laughs> And even still, I'm probably like just way too happy to be there to to even give a shit. But <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, well, you know, these, these days, like once once live shows actually get get back up and running, once everyone's vaccinated and and whatnot, you know, I, I think you could get away with just about anything. Everyone's going to be yep. happy oh. that, that they're just there. Yeah, you could play all the wrong notes, and people are like, all yeah. right, this is cool. <laughs> That's all right. I'm with I'm I'm outside in in a different place than my living room with strangers. <laughs> Yeah, this is I mean, people still like strangers after this is over. That's the that's gonna be the <laughs> yeah. challenge. Get away from me. Uh, but <laughs> speaking of yeah, speaking of the COVID thing, because I I I've, I've been trying so hard to you know not talk about this on my my show, my podcast, and stuff like that because it's just so exhausting. But you guys were so close to playing like a little live set last week, and yeah. uh, at the Neat Cafe. Where's that again? Burnstown? Is that right? Yeah, just, just outside yeah. of Ottawa. Yeah. And uh, no dice, cancel. No dice. Cancel. Yeah. I want to give you guys this opportunity to just rant about that. How do you guys feel about <laughs> having that that rug ripped out from underneath you? Uh, uh, it's, it's frustrating. Um, it's definitely frustrating, man. But I mean, I, I oh yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's uh, you know, I, I think I think we knew going in that, that was going to be a possibility. So I, I don't think. Uh, we were, you know, completely caught off guard, um, but it's it's definitely disappointing. Uh, we were pretty pretty amped up to finally be back playing live. Um, I think. I mean, to, to be fair though, we we did like 
to prepare for that show, we we made a point of like getting together and finally like playing the songs for the first time together as a band since uh, the studio, basically. And um, we had two like really great weekends together where we got back to playing music, which is like, you know, we've been spending a lot of time uh, promoting and, and getting all the releases ready and all that kind of stuff. And um, so it was just like, honestly, like it was disappointing not to be able to play the shows, but the prospect of playing a show meant we got to get together and, and, and play music again. So I'm just trying to take that as the positive, but it is like, you know, we, we we're booking stuff into the summer and, and in the back of our minds going like, hopefully that works out. I don't know. We'll find yeah. out. Um, but everyone's everyone's saddled with the same the same issues these days. So yeah, I mean, it's hard. To, it's hard to complain. We're we're all things considered in in like a pretty good space. Um, we were able to to make a new record through the pandemic, uh, which you know is is pretty difficult. And I know a lot of people had to put their plans on hold, and, and we were sort of able to find a way to to power through that. Um, and uh, and so, as 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 disappointing as it is to have to have canceled that that show, I think we're we're pretty just happy that we're still moving forwards with with this new record. Well, that's great. Yeah, I guess there's always you know that's the thing too is that this has made people a lot more aware of like the silver linings on things and you know like you said like that those two weekends where you can just meet, hang out with your buddies again and just play music and get this yeah. off your chest for a little bit. It's probably like reminded you guys of high school, eh? Just yeah, yeah. I mean. It- it reminds me of like the reason why we started in the first place. Yeah. It's that's what it's all about. So it was really nice to at least do that. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we can start playing live again soon. Cause I miss people and crowds and the weird, like nervous energy before you start. And like the, uh, the post show, like glow that you have, like that's, we've been chasing that since we were in high school. So mm-hmm, <laughs> I can't yeah. wait to get back to it. It's such a, it's such a great feeling. Like, I, I hate no I hate but also like to bring this up but uh, uh, I, I used to do stand-up comedy for a couple of years and it was nice. just like such a similar feeling it's, it's my it's my way of you know empathizing with you guys where you just like that pre that preset like you're about to go up and it's shivers but then you get off the stage yeah. and you're just like I'm the king of the world nobody can touch me yeah I'm the, I'm the, I'm the <laughs> yeah. freaking best yeah I, I gotta think that that's almost even more intense for for yeah, stand-up man. comedy being up there all alone you, you don't even get to hide behind your guitar you're you're just standing up there talking to people yeah yeah man i that stand up in, in music i feel like stand-ups and musicians always end up empathizing with each other and being like in awe of the other person it, for different reasons like when i when i think about stand-up i'm like with music we can just be louder than everyone in the crowd like you actually <laughs> have to, you have to listen to them and then uh and respond and then take you know take a weird crowd and, and turn them around like it, it seems like that would be the most nervous i could ever get like that freaked me right out with us yeah. we're like ultimately prepared and we'll just be loud and everyone will have to shut up so <laughs> yeah fortunately I, I didn't do it long enough to really have any like horror stories but uh yeah, yeah it was still just yeah it's a great experience and just i miss just being on stage and that's the one thing too is just just being in front of a room full of people and having that i don't want to say control but that like stage power you know yeah performance performance yeah it's cool um and uh i guess you know moving on to the better brighter things of the future your new single american cash is uh well i guess it's not really brighter because it's kind of about 
not having money, but also having money and hoping for money and uh, <laughs> all those weird, that weird paradox in life. And my favorite, my favorite lyric of that song is in the first verse where you guys are like, American money makes you feel rich when you're not. And I'm just picturing some guy just like covered in $1 bills. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I kind of just like walk people through like, where did this new song come from? Uh, what are your kind of thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, that um, you're, that image you just brought up is actually pretty close to the, to the oh, origin of the song. So uh, last summer, nope, that's not true. Uh, last summer is a, a big giant void. Yeah, so summer 2019? Summer 2019. Yes. Yeah. Um, we were playing uh, some shows in the States. Um, we, we had um, just played this big multi-day festival in Wisconsin. It was amazing. Uh, and then came back and, and I had just moved to Toronto. Uh, and at the time, like this is like two or three weeks prior to us heading to the States to this big festival, had just moved to Toronto, uh, hadn't found a, a job yet. And so money was like super, super tight um, and came back from Wisconsin with all of this American money. And there was this moment where I was sitting at my desk, uh, you know, noodling on the guitar and I had been you know working through some accounting some post tour accounting and had this big stack of uh, like American one dollar bills oh, and you sort of look at it and it it feels like so much money but it's it's not and also you know it sort of juxtaposed with me feeling very anxious about uh trying to to secure a job having just moved to Toronto and uh it, it all sort of culminated in, in this, um, in this song. Yeah. That's, I, that's the thing too. And I, I, you know, kind of branching off onto a slightly different topic here, but the idea of like the American dream and, you know, kind of finding your way and building up your own little empire and stuff like that, I feel like kind of resonates with this track too. And, uh, the paradox of American dollar bills being such a, could be such a huge stack when it's really so fake. It's such like a nice, I feel like it's a nice metaphor for that chase of, you know, trying to become a rich, successful artist where, you know, you can pretend you have all these things, but it's really just a bunch of pennies, really. Yeah. And I mean, that that chorus of that chorus of American cash um, is the, the song. The song itself is, is kind of sarcastic uh, about realizing, I think, in in a lot of popular media, we uh, deify this idea that um, that the only like the only thing that matters is the the like art and and the the vision, um, but at the end of the day, like you actually do need you actually do need money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, to, to eat. Live, to eat. And so the, the the chorus of that song is sort of this sarcastic, like um, uh, I don't know, refrain uh, about how you can have all of these ideas and thing, you know, goals and ambitions, uh, and, and you can totally eat them, but yeah, you can't really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a big thing too. Now with, um, you're going, we're going back to like the singles thing on Spotify where, uh, yeah, like you really want to make something great. That's true to your vision, to your art. And then you also have to take in mind that that's probably about 30% of what people really taken and the rest of it is how much do i want to listen to this over and over again and how and how many times can i do that so it's nice that you guys are trying to find that middle ground 
uh, with everything. And uh, other than this new song, was there anything else you guys wanted to uh, mention to the audience? I mean, we have more songs coming out after, but also uh, we have, we 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 uh, our drummer is is actually taken on a ton of um, responsibility, and he's he's the one who's made our our music video for this this song, American Cash. So that'll come out. It might be out right now that we're talking, but. Um, are you gradually uh, with the single? Yeah, I think it's coming out first, but I would have to confirm that. He's also made a <laughs> lyric video, which I just watched, and it looks great. So those those are things to look out for, um, but they're all American Cash related. So, um, yeah, that's 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 what we're looking forward to. <laughs> and it's kind of one of the interesting things about about doing this whole cycle in the in the pandemic is that because we can't go to our bread and butter, which is live shows. Um, trying to find other things to, to put out, other pieces of content. And, uh, and AJ has really sort of taken to producing videos. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, I think he's doing some really cool stuff. The, the stop motion money video is, is really, really creative and uh, I think fits the, the tone of the song really well. Did I, I'm curious if I, yeah, sorry, not to, and I'm just curious if I actually got that. Uh, uh, I just neglected it, but I don't think so. He, he, he oh. just sent it to what us it? today. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, I feel like yeah. the music video might be coming out a bit later than, uh, than this conversation goes up. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> I am, don't forget, people, I'm still part of this. Uh, this the, the, oh, God, I can't think anymore. My brain's, my brain's deteriorating slowly in front of me. Um, but, uh, yeah, thanks very much, Jay and Paul. This is probably the least clean exit I've ever done on a interview, but, uh, <laughs> nevertheless, hopefully you guys are back on stage in Toronto or wherever you, cause you guys have done, you guys have done some cross Canada tours before in the past. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we yeah went we're... Out to, uh, we've been to coast to coast on the last record. Um, we've been down into this, like we were talking about the American cash. We were down in the States for a little while. We were just sort of like right before this hit, we were, we were picking up some good, good momentum yeah. uh, to, to stretch out our boundaries. But um, yeah, well, like hopefully we're back within the next year or so um, vaccines and all. Anybody you're hoping to uh, tour with? That's always a fun question. The Rolling Stones mostly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, great aim for the big ones yeah that's, yeah, that's yeah. fair you know why not why the hell not yeah. why can't you open I, for I the rolling stones or actually they should open for you yeah so, agree yeah. there's like it's, it's either that or or like to be completely honest like we have so many bands we've made friends with over the last 10 years that are still kicking and i would just like i'm like fantasizing about touring with them so we could just finally see them again yeah um, and then hang out like the honest heart collective where we're we're massive fans and friends with and uh like bands from like kingston like the wilderness or um uh sky wallace uh, in toronto sky is, wallace uh, oh she's amazing God. she's the best uh tourist company just put an album out so like in from vancouver there's like I, I would love to see all those people again so that's like that's what i'm looking forward to but yeah other than that like you know the stones yeah. <laughs> well said. All right. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen. I appreciate you guys coming on here and shooting the shit and telling me all about your new single. Go check it out. American Cash is available on all streaming services. New music video coming soon, too. And uh, this has been Long Range Hustle.
Don't forget it. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much, Ken. No problem. Thank you.